what up? It is episode three of All Sports Are Bad. The best episode, actually, if yeah. you were curious. Maybe the best. Who knows? It's, it's definitely a, it's the best. special Thanksgiving episode, which is not that different from our normal ones, except that it's on the week of Thanksgiving. It's our emergency Thanksgiving podcast. <laughs> it is an emergency. We are recording a day before. So yeah, this no, is this is not when we normally do this, actually. Yeah. No, this is an emergency podcast. This is an podcast. emergency podcast. Emergency podcast because we don't have time to do it tomorrow. I'm, um, I'm Patrick on the internet. I'm Jake Whipple. And here are the stories today. The stories. First the main all, story. The fucking Mariners. The fucking Mariners. Again, so. Jesus. I know we, like, we started with this last week, and we're not, like, we're not trying to spend a whole lot of time on this today, but um, it's important. I think it's important that we, like, stay on top of this. Because um, there, there was another development in the, um, ac- that, in the allegations that Dr. Molina, Lorena Martin made. Um, which is essentially that the two Dominican trainers, Leonardo Santiago and Jose Valdez, um, who were, she described them as being fired, um, what they were, they were not retained, which according to what I understand about um, athletic training as a profession, they're basically the same thing, mm-hmm. um, that you work through your contract, and if you're not retained, it's the same as like being shit-canned. Yeah. Um, and they essentially have backed her up. They've yeah. said specifically that Andy McKay and Jerry DePoto uh, did not show any interest in interacting with um, the Dom- their Dominican counterparts and focused on the white Americans who were working with them in the DR. Um, and the Mariners have yet again just dismissed this outright yeah. as false. An so. absolute trash fire of an organization yeah. right now. Where looking at their essentially it's been it's been confirmed i mean kind of i mean yeah i would say so anyway yeah. that this shit is happening they're 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 probably just ignoring it as they <laughs> well they deny it and then they're going to continue to ignore it afterwards right. as they've continued the only, like there's there is a singular point um made by a uh, member of the staff um manny acta who is the mariners bench coach and is dominican himself did come out uh, last week and state that he did not feel that this was a problem. However, I think it's important to note that Manny Acta is the bench coach, not a. Uh, I think he was not back a in service. Yeah, like I think, ab- I, I think I think he, he absolutely has, was. Yeah, I don't think he really. I don't think it really was direct, or his his defense was even directed at Depoto yeah. or McKay. I could be wrong, but yeah. it seemed like he was just was helping service out. I think so too. Um, and it's also like he's the bench coach, which means he's. He's management too. Like he's got mm-hmm. a vested interest in protecting the company. Yeah, and um, that's not worth nothing mm-hmm. um, in terms of thinking about what's valuable about giving yep. statements. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. let's look at the Mariners as like a whole right now. Yeah. So like, their GM is basically a racist snake oil salesman. <laughs> awesome. Super <laughs> they, cool. They've taken one hundred thirty-five million dollars of King County money. Uh, while they were at the peak of their success this past season, only to blow the team up as soon as they got approved for the funds. They uh, already traded James Paxton to the Yankees for <laughs> basically Justice Sheffield and parts. Yeah. Um, you know that, like, when the blockbuster trade is, like, the third thing on the list? <laughs> you know that this is shit going down. Like, the yeah. blockbuster trade is not even at the top of yeah, like this is a this was the Justice Sheffield trade, and will be judged mm-hmm. as such. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that works out for them on the baseball front. It, so it seems like it seems like the the implosion is truly on. Yeah, like I think this very is, much this so. Is, yeah. This is happening right now. Like they the the uh, they are rebuilding, reloading. A lot of people are giving them credit. Um, Grant Brisby, of formerly of McCovey Chronicles, now he's just of SB Nation. He's talking about how we shouldn't think that this means that the Mariners are in full rebuild mode. I, I, they're they're in full rebuild mode. They're I think in, that they are blowing like, this thing the fuck up. They're at least in fake rebuild mode. Yeah, um, like there's there's no question in my mind that they're clearly tearing it down. Like there's we yeah. talked like on our very first episode we talked about having a bunch of old players who should be competing right now, and what they're doing is trying to pick up competitive parts, sort of. But really, mm-hmm. they're just tearing down the whole system. Um, like, they're getting rid of the entire core of the team that existed. Which, again, I'm still very much, I think that's dumb. Yeah. Um, I think they could have made a splash in the free agent market and had a competitive team going into next year and had a real shot. Um, but no, instead, they're going with the opposite. Yeah. Um, so so who, yeah. who do you think is who do you think is next? Like, um, who do you think... So we're, they're, I should just note right now, it's uh, Ken Rosenthal... 
reported that the Mariners are in talks of trading Segura to uh, the Padres along with Mike Leak for Will you, Myers. That's so, so horrible. Why would you send anyone to the Padres? <laughs> to get Ugh. those prospects, I yeah, guess. I guess, like, maybe? Ugh, God. No prospects have been discussed as far as we know. All we know are those three players. Uh, it wouldn't make sense unless there was prospects, but also... Jerry DePote is a snake oil salesman, and he's not very good at his job. No, he's shitty at his job. <laughs> and, like, I, well, I'm actually kind of curious, like, what are the Padres doing? Like, they're trying to stick John Segura in there with no wins ass having Eric Hosmer, and that's their whole team now? Uh, like, yeah. That's I, their plan? That's, yeah. I mean, the Padres are just perpetually trash, so, I mean, like, any trash any trash move they do, it's like, oh, that makes sense for you. Yeah, no, it's just... I mean, just it doesn't from a wins and Basically. losses standpoint, but from a bad you <laughs> standpoint, yeah, this makes total sense. I actually buy this for the Padres, because uh, how could they be ever be anything but the Padres? Basically, ever since Tony Gwynn and Trevor Hoffman went away, the Padres have been completely pointless. <laughs> they had one year... They, they had a stretch from, like, 2004 to 2007, I want to say, where, like... They were driven by like Phil Nevin and Klesko and oh like, yeah, Khalil Green. Khalil Green was good. Yeah, Jake Peavy was in the. Jake Peavy won a Cy Young with the Padres. Yeah, yeah. they they kind of went to the playoffs. I think a couple times with that run before I think, they got. I think the best way to describe it though is it kind of went to the playoffs. Like yeah, they showed up in there every year. They considered now, the idea of going to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah they were they were they. They were interested in the concept, at the very least. They actually got run over by Rocktober in uh, 2007. With that Matt Holiday slide. Ah, he was... Also, <laughs> FYI, Colorado fan, he was out, man. He was totally out. If Instant Replay out. had been a thing in 2007, Matt Holiday would have been called out. There was, yeah. like, no. He was out. Yeah, like, but, you know... It was exciting as hell, there was, so there whatever. Is no, yeah. There was no... Replay, so yeah. it was Rocktober, and that's yeah. how that went. And that's why instant replay sucks. Um, anyway. From uh, a Padre standpoint, yeah, this doesn't make any <laughs> sense. It's it. I mean, it does and it doesn't. I don't know. Like, what What are they going to do? They're somehow worse than the Giants in no, that like, division, and the Giants are an absolute trash fire. No, they're sitting here doing the same thing the Giants did with McCutcheon and um, what's his name? Who's the other guy? Longoria. Longoria. <laughs> um, and, uh, like, basically gunning for 500, which... Is I don't know in the in modern sports being a 500 team is a useless thing to yeah. be. Like, yeah, it only kind of makes sense in the NFL because like <laughs> anything can happen when you get in the tournament, mm-hmm. and in baseball anything can happen if you get into the tournament. But 500 doesn't get you into the tournament. No, um, yeah. it used to when there was like weird divisional things and like you could like shitty teams if they just happen to be the best team in their division if they were 500. Like the St. Louis Cardinals in 2006 could just kind of go in, but nowadays with the wild card it's just. If you're bad, you're not. You're not, yeah, there's you're not no, you have far. no chance. You have no chance. Because, like, one of two good teams are going to show up and probably kick your nuts in, yeah. and that's going to be that. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. So, Segura, I, like, I, if they're already reporting it, and, like, given what we've seen already, uh, they traded Zunino, they've traded, they traded Paxton. If Segura is even being talked about, I'm sure he's gone, because people yeah. are going to be interested in Segura. He had a great year last year. He's an extremely solid player. Someone will give them something... For it, and I'm sh- like, whatever it is, I'm sure they'll take it. It's probably be, yeah. given Depoto's history, it'll probably be fucking Albert Pujols, but okay. He's their best bet yeah. for a good haul, I yeah. think. Uh, well, well, he is, aside from Hanniger, he was the best position yeah. player last but year. But you can't trade Hanniger. Hanniger's the youngest mm-hmm. of the core, and Hanniger is easily the guy who has performed the best in a, in the whole schema of the last yeah. two, three years. If you're Jerry Depoto, he's your trophy. Yeah. Like, like he, he. That's who he you is hang this, your head on. Yeah, yeah, he is this dude that you got. Uh, on the back end of a trade that turned out to be the best part of that and then mm-hmm. the best player on your team. Yeah. So, and like, especially if you were in a room with a bunch of management types who you're sitting there insisting on getting Hanniger as, like, the final piece of the puzzle and then you got him and then this happened, which I don't know if that's how that worked, but yeah. if that's how if that's Either how way, that he looked works, like a genius. Like, I don't yeah. think he was, but he looked like yeah. a genius. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, um, there's also... I mean, who else is tradable? Kyle Seeger? I mean, kind of. I don't know if Seeger... Given his age, I feel like you won't get that much back. You're not going to get much for him. And the, like, fuck, and and the fact that he didn't get on base last year. No, is he didn't. And the, eternally frustrating. To Kyle me. Seeger's like when like everyone started shifting on everybody, and they did it real hard on Seeger, and then he just like hit fucking two fifteen or whatever it was, and uh, yeah, like I don't see them getting shit for Seeger mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and so you have to keep him. He's still like. like 
he could still rebound. Like, if he can learn to drive the ball over yeah. shortstop, he'll actually be fine. <laughs> I mean, he, but, he's, he hit a lot of home runs. I don't understand fully what his approach was. I mean, he just, uh, he, he was swinging wildly. Yeah. Um, I don't really mind a low batting average. Just get on base. Like, I don't yeah. care. Like, just yeah. If you can base. take like, walks, it doesn't matter to it's me. fine. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I, I'm... I think he's the best bet to bounce back. I mean, obviously they got rid of Zanino, so they don't think that he's going to bounce back from no, his well, weird, from his weird no getting on base ass. Actually, don't like. <laughs> I don't even think Zanino had like that much of a down year. Like he's never hit better than like yeah. two twenty. Like, I think it was two thousand seventeen. Yeah. He he had like a league average on base percentage, and everyone's like, "Holy shit, Zanino's the man! He did it! He's the greatest!" And it was true. He was really fucking good that he year. He was really good that year, and he's still like he's a great defensive catcher. Blah blah blah, but. But like, offensively, he's always been a liability. Like yeah. he'll he might hit twenty home runs, and that's cool. Like that's great to have a power hitting catcher. But mm-hmm. he doesn't take walks. He doesn't like hit anything but home runs. Like yeah. he bloops a single or he uh, hits a home run, and that's sort of his entire existence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, for, for, it's not how baseball works anymore. From a catcher standpoint, I mean, he's he's good at managing a squad or mm-hmm. a staff, and he's he's well liked in the clubhouse. Yeah. Well, and I th- I felt like the. Mariner's uh, pitching staff was noticeably worse without him behind the plate. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. 1,000%. Yeah, like, guys just did not seem like they were as confident getting the ball to him um, without that, without yeah. Zuninu behind the plate. Yeah. Like, they trusted him. Like, everybody on that pitching staff trusted him. Which is why which is why this year's going to be weird, because the, the, they, they maybe don't have a starting catcher, but who knows? So yeah, then we we were led to Robinson Cano. How tradable is Robinson Cano? <laughs> not. He's not. He's not tradable. Um, I don't know. Like his contract, what is it? It's ten years, two hundred fifty million dollars. The Mariners will have to eat up. that money. Oh, not not all of it, obviously, but yeah, they would have like, to eat some of that cash. Yeah, I don't think like, but they're not going to like the fact that they're selling now for cheap prospects means they're probably not interested in eating money for a player they're not going to have. Oh yeah, they're like, yeah. The fact unless that they, they can burn a decent amount of that contract, like fuck no. The fact that they're just deciding to do this means that they don't want to spend money this isn't about like oh they need to the team's not good enough it's they just don't want to spend money to make the team good enough so they're like well let's try to do what the oakland a's are doing and let me just remind you what the oakland a's do is objectively terrible it's the worst (laughs) thing in the world not paying your players is bad (laughs) you should pay the labor on your team yeah. Like, I have a couple bucks if the Mariners are, like, looking to boost their uh, payroll for next year. Like, yeah. Moneyball was a good book. It was a good movie, but it actually highlighted something that was bad and not good. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it, it perpetuated this, like, culture of, like, this anti-labor culture within, like, baseball fandom where they're looking at, like, money and, like, trying to figure out how teams can save money. Rather than just saying, oh shit, they're billionaires, who gives a fuck about them? Make them pay money. And so it's like, it's made, it's It's, made like billionaires being frugal sexy, which. It's about like, Moneyball is about economics and figuring out what value, like, what your ROI is on a given. Yeah. statistical index and really it wasn't even really about like saving money it was just it's just that these concepts were developed by one a bunch of guys who were really really good at stats mm-hmm. and two like guys who were operating in an extremely limited budget budget yeah, so they had finding to find, the marketing efficiency yeah, they had to yeah. find a marketing efficiency in order to be competitive yeah. and they did and it changed like it honestly honestly it changed the way that va- baseball players are valued mm-hmm. in a huge way and in um, 2002 the marketing efficiency was on base percentage mm-hmm. which if you think about that being a thing that teams don't look at that's crazy but believe it or not kids in 2002 baseball didn't know that on base percentage was important they it's didn't even crazy. realize that it's doubles like... were important. Like that was another <laughs> big one. With the eight, like, percentage. Yeah, like <laughs> they they weren't even paying attention. Like d- the most imp- their two most important base hits in baseball are doubles and home runs. Like mm-hmm. those are the ones. Like getting yeah. two bases and getting four. Like yeah. one base is great. Um, and if you can steal the second base and turn that single into a double, even better. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's doubles let's, and homers. Let's just doubles count home runs and RBI. <laughs> That's essentially what they were doing. They were like batting average, home runs, and RBI were, were the king. Stolen bases also meant that you were fast. It didn't mean that you were smart and know, and you knew how to read pitchers. It meant that you were fast. Yeah, like, we're, we're, looking at, very, we're looking at 40 very, times. Yeah, very weird, like, 
ways of analyzing talent that uh, isn't really done anymore, except for maybe by like Brian Sabian of <laughs> the Giants. <laughs> doesn't have a job anymore. Possibly the Padres. I don't know. No one knows what they're doing, and they're just they're like I think they're just going to be our go-to example for teams that barely exist. Yeah, um, you could be the basketball Padres, the football Padres. I mean, the basketball Padres are the Clippers. Ah, oh, they totally are. <laughs> Although they're all right this year. Patrick fo- Beverly looks great. <sighs> Patrick Be- Lou Williams looks better than Patrick Beverly. They both look awesome. <laughs> that whole team is excellent. Like, surprisingly man. excellent. Give my man Lou Will his. Lou props. Williams is Lou Williams show is like basketball doing the fucking. Yeah. Lou Williams is doing the fucking Oladipo thing where like he played like. He's just showing people up. Like, nobody valued him. Nobody thought he was worth anything. And now, like, he's very clearly one of the best players in the league. I knew he was worth... When he was with the Lakers, he used to come off the bench. Granted, it was the shitty Nick Young Lakers. It was like the (laughs) D'Angelo... D'Angelo Russell Lakers. He used to come off the bench and score 40. That's what he does. That's, like, his thing. (laughs) And I was just like, he's too good for us. And then we sent him to the Rockets. But anyways, that's basketball. Um... Football Padres. I mean, who's a football Padres? It can't be the, the Browns. Football the Browns Padres. aren't generic enough because no, people the, actually like them. No, the football Padres. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Could be. It might be the Chargers. The char- it would make too much sense, though. Yeah, for San Diego to have, like, both Padres in Yeah, them. yeah. yeah. I mean, it would make too much um, sense. Who else? You know what? It's the Bears. Really? Are they generic? Yeah, dude, they're the okay. single most generic football team that ever existed. I, were the, I always think of them as like the most mid. Actually, the Packers are the most Midwest football team oh, yeah. in the whole no, world. I'm like, what am I talking about? No, the yeah. Bears are just like their their uniforms are boring. They're either like 500, 0 and 16, or like kind of good for no reason, and then they lose in a Super Bowl. And they have like one great title to look back on, like, oh, that was the heyday. Like, nah, it's the Bears. <laughs> the time that they went to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman and lost the pay. <laughs> Guys, this podcast is just going to keep going off the rails, I think. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> just, th- I don't think we're gonna, I, we're, like, our topics are not going to make any sense. Yeah. I I loved that year, 2005, oh no, it was 2006, 2007 year of the NFL. Because first of all, I got to see Peyton Manning finally beat Tom Brady. And um, for those who don't know, you probably don't. Um, I, am a, I, I was a Peyton Manning fan because my main team is the Niners, but they were trash. And I picked an AFC team and I liked the Colts. That's a, such a weird pick. I did not know because that. Because I, like, I, I wanted to pick someone who was cool, and I liked Peyton Manning because he had his big giant brain. He's a dork, and he did good football things. You picked Peyton Manning because he was Peyton cool? Manning. Oh, yeah. I think that guy was cool. The, the, the guy who's the Papa John spokesman. I And now he's oh, just walking around singing the nationwide jingle. F- FYI, I don't know if Peyton Manning is problematic or not. I'm hoping he's not. Um Feel free to check me on this internet. <laughs> if Peyton Manning is problematic, call me out. I, w- I would greatly appreciate any evidence of that. So Actually, I could... no, Peyton Manning does have one problematic allegation against him from when he was at the University of Tennessee. Oh, shit. Where he's believed to have a, uh, assaulted sexually a ab- woman, assaulted right? a woman, um, oh my one God, of the training staff. I forgot yeah. about that. Fuck, yeah. Peyton Manning's problematic. All right, new stance, fuck Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's that easy it's that easy for me no, I, actually i had totally forgotten about that until you like tried to like i told me one problematic thing about peyton manning i was like didn't he assault kind of, a trainer i thought college? yeah i yeah i fuck i forgot yeah, yeah no uh peyton manning like probably did that shit um oh thank you uh if anyone's curious um we currently have six open drinks between the two of us it's thanksgiving yeah um it's a thanksgiving episode (laughs) we're not we're out here right now we are way out here it's it's fine this is a fun episode of all sports are bad because you know what (laughs) sometimes sports are so bad they make you drink exactly and i think sometimes they're so good they make you drink oh god sometimes sports can be excellent um Sometimes sports can be very excellent. And one of my favorite ways for sports to be excellent are people hating each other. Yeah, um, who hates each other now? Is uh, it the Wizards? It's the Wizards. It's the Wizards. I, why are you mad at my transition? God. I'm not mad at your transition. I liked it. I wanted. I just wanted to be a part of it's, it. This smug little jerk over here. It's All right, fine. <laughs> he, thought, he thought of this topic, so now he's owning it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't invent talking about the Wizards. <laughs> I invented talking about the Wizards. ESPN owes me some fucking money this week. I want my check. I want my direct deposit. Who do I email? Do you want six or seven figures? I I just want a normal amount. I'll email Rachel Nichols. I'll All right. I'll, yeah. I'll tweet at her. Yeah. <laughs> and just be like, yeah. 
Hey, so, uh, I'm going to need that money for giving you the for inventing the idea of talking about the Washington <laughs> Wizards. I earned this. Oh man, yeah. So the Wizards are funny though, um, because yeah. they hate each other like in a way that I have not seen a group of uh, professional athletes hate each other in a while. Going into um, this year, if you were to say what would be the worst part about the Wizards, immediately you would say Dwight Howard. Yeah, because he is the cause Dwight of Howard. all the problems. He's yeah. the dumbest, the softest, the worst, and the most washed. And you could, there's some bias here. I feel like you, like I should point out, I don't like Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard sucks. Friend. Nobody like. Yeah, we're 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 off the rails yeah. today, and I like it. It's good. No, uh, we're just like, yeah, we're just rolling now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking. Howard hasn't even done anything with this team. Like, uh, he was injured for a while. Yeah. Like, there was that there was that thing where like his 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 buttocks his butt hurt so much that he couldn't sit down or he couldn't stand up or something. But there was a thing that he talked about. I think fuck. I think I'm just like quoting Jason Concepcion on this, where he apparently Dwight Howard at some point this off season or early in the season needed. Like, he would just lay in bed and eat ribs. And, like, <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know how this story gets out, but it's just so funny and it's so Dwight that I'm just like, yeah, of course he did. Yeah, of course, of course his butt hurt so much he couldn't sit down or stand up or do anything, so he just laid down and had to eat his meals in bed. <laughs> of course. So he hasn't really done anything. He hasn't contributed much. Like it's just that weird... <laughs> I'm actually going to look up now, like, what the fuck happened to Dwight Howard's butt. I'm just glad that someone else's Google history will yeah. Google search history will have Dwight Howard's butt injury. Um, I don't know the guy's like, the guy is. I don't know. It's I forget constantly that he literally took the Magic to an NBA Finals pretty much by himself. Oh yeah, one hundred percent by himself. I um, mean, he and he ran into he ran into Kobe and Pau Gasol. Mm-hmm. They were just much better right. than him. Yeah. Um, like they that whole team was much better than his whole team, and like mm-hmm. Dwight Howard being a twenty and twenty guy was not going to get you over that hump. Like, yeah, this wasn't going to happen. He did it though. I mean, that's incredibly impressive in two thousand nine that he went there. It is, yeah. And um, I'm all he for made it. it really but... easy. He made it really easy for the Lakers. We didn't have to face. Yeah, but he's also, again. <laughs> he's also like one of the few guys in NBA history I can think of who every time he leaves a team, every single person on that team is openly and publicly like, thank God that dude is gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. We all hated him and we're all much happier that he's left. Yeah. He's just that dude at work. He's just bad and kind of not fun. And like, it's like, you're not good at your job. You're not fun to be around. And you keep trying to be fun to be yeah. around and you're bad at that too and everyone knows that at one point you were very good at your job so everyone despises you for not being that person mm-hmm. yeah. aka kobe bryant yeah, yeah. <laughs> for not being that person and yeah it's just bad well it's then bad the wizards added this player to a concoction of guys who already hated each other like mm-hmm. yeah the beal the beal wall backcourt the mm-hmm. Bradley Beal's quote, where he was just like, after a volatile, <laughs> like, <laughs> intense practice, he's just like, I've been dealing with this shit for seven years, and mm-hmm. it's just like, woof. No, like, Damn. they've been, they were openly feuding with each other last year, and this is all coming off the heels of a couple years where they were considered legitimate contenders. 2017, they had a great, well, 2016, 2016 2017. Yeah, they 2015, they were good, too, and everyone was like, oh, man, maybe the Wizards are mm-hmm. coming up, like, maybe this is when they're going to put it together. That John Wall yeah. Isaiah Thomas battle in the playoffs was like awesome. I quite enjoyed it. I, I quite enjoyed it. I thought that the the Wizards were coming up, that they were going to be a part of this like next wave of the East. And uh, you know they've decided to opt out of being good at basketball. <laughs> no, they're they've individually entire, good at basketball. They've entirely though. checked out of that enti- the whole schema. Like they're just not going to do it anymore because mm-hmm. they they all fucking hate each other. Like they all clearly fucking hate each other. Wall hates, Beal hates, Ubre hates, Wall hates. Like they, mm-hmm. I don't know. And like, how do you like? I don't. How do you even go about fixing this team? Like. Their best, all of their best players cannot stand each other. <laughs> what, are you, what are you supposed to do with this? I mean, people are talking about who do they trade in that scenario. I mean, I don't know because if I'm the Wizards, I don't trade anyone, and I'm just like, you're all good. Be good, and like, just be good at 
basketball and win games, please. Maybe get a new fucking coach. I don't know. Except they're not doing any of those things. Yeah, I, 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 I think... It's more likely that they're actually going to just sit on it and just be like, oh, well, fuck it. This, they're going to get it together or we're just going to like burn and then fix things in the offseason. But the trade deadline, I don't know. Like, where, where does Bradley Beal go? Was he, has he been like linked to anyone? Uh, I think Charlotte. Has oh, looked shit. Into that's him. right. Yeah. Charlotte. I forgot yeah. about that. Charlotte has looked into him, which like Kemba Walker with a guy who actually can play basketball. That'd be wonderful. That'd be very nice. I'd be Kemba so Walker, happy for him. And also, like, Kemba Walker and Bradley Beal could, like, bond over having to live with Dwight Howard for a year. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, shit, I totally forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I remember the Hornets <laughs> added fucking Dwight Howard, like, last year or the year before, and they were just... That was a season ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was last year. And uh, everybody, like, the second he left, everyone on the Hornets was like, thank Christ... Dwight Howard is gone. Bradley Beal is just going to be like, man, my my three weeks with Dwight Howard was terrible. And Kem was just like, one year. <laughs> one whole one year. year. Bradley, and I imagine Bradley Beal will be so relieved to be out of Washington be like, yeah, it makes sense. Let's just not deal with any yeah. of this anymore. And then Kobe gets it on the conference call. Several years. <laughs> <laughs> Several. There's more than one of those. Oh, Actually, man. It, was just, it was just one year. Shit. Yeah, just one. It felt yeah. like a long time. Dwight Howard has not played for a team for more than a year in like four or five years. The he Dwight was, Howard era in the Lakers just felt like forever. He went to he went to the Lakers, then he went to the Rockets, then he went to the Hawks, then he went to the Hornets. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, the Hawks. Uh, the, wait, what was that? The, I think uh, it was Lakers, uh, Rockets, Hawks, Hornets. Yes, in that order. Um, yeah, yeah. One year every single time yeah. because everybody fucking hated him. It was only one year in, in yeah. L.A., and it felt it felt like an eternity because that was such a bad year. Yeah. You know, he's just, I don't know. People, apparently, other basketball players really don't like Dwight Howard. Yeah. Um, we, should, we should get off. James Harden did it. For, we're just dogging on Dwight Howard really hard. This right is now. like, we're, we're going on like 10 minutes of shitting on Dwight Howard, yeah. and I feel bad now. Yeah. All right. Let's leave Dwight Howard alone. I'm sorry, Dwight Howard. I'm not sorry. I'm uh, not either, but... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that this so, is happening. So, going back to the Wizards and how they fix this problem, because the problem is not, like, the guy whose name we will no longer mention. It's uh, Beal, Oubre, and Wall. And Beal and Oubre are both on max deals. Wall signed just last year a four-year, $170 million contract extension. Like, these are extremely expensive players with mm-hmm. huge cap numbers. Like, who can even take them? And who even wants them? Like... Who's in a position to trade for a player like that that's not going to fuck up their plans for the future? Because there's going to be teams who could pay for them who they don't need to get better because yeah. they're trying to get draft picks. Like I don't know who desperately needs a two for Beal. I feel like Wall is... You just have to keep him based on his talent level alone. Yeah. Well, and Beal, Beal is the most tradable. Yeah. I think Beal is like the most tradable there because mm-hmm. he's just not as talented as Wall and it's just... You can probably get a lot for him from a team that desperately wants it to. It's speculation, early speculation, like a couple weeks ago, that maybe the Lakers would be involved, but I don't think they want to. I, don't, I think they want to keep Brandon Ingram at the two. Yeah, I don't I think they want that. to touch any. I don't think they want to touch any of these kids. <laughs> I think the Lakers. <laughs> got to be a better way to say that. The Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't think they want to. I don't think they want to trade any of these kids until the <laughs> until they know what they've got. The official stance by all sports are bad as the Lakers do not want to touch kids. Yeah, um, correct. Yeah, and they that, already they have their own kids that they already yeah. have their hands all over. Um, Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the Lakers are all in on the potential of like the young players they already have. Like, yeah, they're not because I don't know between Ingram, Kuzma, Ball, and uh, probably another guy I'm forgetting because that's how I roll. Um, they have like they have young players with potential who can develop over time, and they're like there's no one views this this roster as hopeless mm-hmm. just as a work in progress. Yeah, um, the only thing that would happen if if LeBron LeBron decides um, I'm mad and I want to make the playoffs really badly, um, then one of them would go, and it would probably be Lonzo just based on the fact that I just don't think that. Lonzo is very good, but also also LeBron kind of uh, reprimanded Ingram this week. 
for not hustling enough and not yeah. being like more of a number two to his LeBronness, and LeBron has to score fifty one points to win a fucking game on the road. Which is yeah, that's, which you is can't garbage. That yeah, you can't, he can do it. It's just it's it's gonna take a toll on him. And if you want LeBron for a really long time, you don't want him doing shit like he did on Sunday in the regular season all the time. One of the, so one of the most interesting statistics I ever read about basketball in my life is that LeBron has one of the lowest average uh, speeds on a basketball court of any player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like he's consistently run like moving at a lower pace yeah. than most people. And it's not because he doesn't run fast, it's because he spends a lot of time walking. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, when that dude is going full bore, that's a lot of weight to move around very aggressively, very quickly with hard cuts, and he's constantly trying to save his body. So if he doesn't have to run, he doesn't. Yeah. Um, and what the, the the position the Lakers are currently putting him is having to putting him in is having to run all the time. Yeah, um, he, he has to be he has to be one hundred percent if he wants to win some of these games. Yeah. Against like the the Heat. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Like even on the sh- like the garbage ass fucking uh, Cavaliers teams of the last two years, like you still saw this dude lollygagging around the court. Like yeah. having when he had Kyrie, that helped because he could just be like, "Here, Kyrie, <laughs> Kyrie go do, go, do Ky- go make some money, there. Kyrie." <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna stand over there, and um, if I'm wide open, I guess throw me the ball. But otherwise, don't worry about it because this guy has to guard me no matter what. So I'm just gonna be over in this direction. Um, yeah, the, like. The guy needs a chance to settle down so that when you need to win a game, like when it gets important, he can just go full bore for 42 mm-hmm. minutes and destroy someone. Yeah. Which he's very capable of doing. Yeah, you just don't you don't want to get him exhausted in in March. No. Which they're kind of on pace to get a, to like absolutely drain him. No, like he's about to, he's getting thibodeaued. Like yeah. he's getting like he's getting put in a position where he's got to play his ass off for 40 minutes, yeah. which Thibodeau broke the Warriors, or not the Warriors, mm-hmm. excuse me, the Wolves, yeah. um, because that guy refuses to take his fucking starters out. He's got young players, Cat um, already had an injury history, Wiggins like has been very uncertain, and this dude just refuses to sub people in. Um, Even though he has, he's had like deep teams, yeah, too. Yeah, he just doesn't do it. He did it to the Bulls back in the day. Butler, apparently, was a big fan. Yeah. And then, now that other guys get tired, Butler got mad at them, and now yeah. he's on the Sixers where he's gonna yell at Markel Fultz <laughs> until Markel Fultz dies. Um, yeah. I I feel bad watching Markel Fultz play basketball. It actually, like, hurts my feelings. Like, I used to think it was, like, last season I thought it was funny, and then now it's just like, oh man, this actually is kind of bad. Like, it's, I've... He Depressing. looks like he hates basketball. Yeah. Did you, you saw the free throw. We've all seen yeah, the free throw. Yeah, I've seen throw. the free throw. Just the look on his face before it, you're just like, oof. He doesn't want to be here. He knows he's going to do something. <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, and then he does what he does, and you're just like, ah, my, I don't want to watch that. I can't watch it. This shooting coach disowned him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> straight up, like, the guy who was supposedly te- reteaching yeah. him how to shoot a basketball, like, came out and was like, I haven't talked to that guy in, like, two months. What, what a dickhead. Yeah, like, what a which professional. Is rude. It's <laughs> extremely <laughs> rude. Now, now no one's ever going to go to him ever again. Just because he can't be trusted. Like, he's got no professional credibility right. whatsoever. Yeah. We got some teams tanking right now. We do have tanking teams. Who are these teams tanking for? Patrick Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson. Uh, yeah. Everyone should be tanking for Zion Williamson because watch him play basketball. That's why. Zion he's, Williamson he's, is currently shooting 75% from the field. Uh-huh. He is six foot, I think he's six foot eight, six foot, mm-hmm. no, six foot seven. I believe he's six seven six eight, and he weighs two hundred and eighty five pounds. He is the closest physical analog to LeBron James you're ever going to see in your life. Yep. Um, I watched him's last game against some scrub ass, not major D one conference team, and uh, he stole a ball from somebody and proceeded to throw down a windmill where his eye his eyes were on level with the rim. Like the guy can jump out of the gym. Mm-hmm. He's the size of a goddamn dump truck, and. Uh, Everyone oh, wants this guy. He's unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, like so. And what's weird? So CBS has him ranked as their number four prospect right now. He's Mm-mm. not like I don't. I don't Mm-mm. get that. Like the only that'll, explanation. That'll change. Yeah, like the only explanation for that is that 
they think this is as good as he's ever yeah. going to get. Well, it's, and it's very early in the college season, so yeah. yeah, we'll see where he'll he'll jump. I think um, people that are tanking for him, maybe not specifically tanking for him, whether or not they know it, they should be knowing it because they're professional basketball teams. The Bulls, Cavs, Knicks, mm-hmm. Hawks, Suns. Yeah, where where do you not? What would be the best fit? Let's talk about that later. Sure. Where do you, what would you think would be the what would you like the fit to be? What's like? Are we talking about like where I would like him to personally. go? Personally, yeah, personally, just okay. on a personal. So level. like on a on a personal level, what I think would be great would be honestly the Suns. You really okay? Yeah, because is this I to shore up your Devin Booker hatred? No, <laughs> so no, you no. no. Finally, have like it's, good, this is actually air quotes good player. <laughs> yeah. No, this is this. I think that the, I so I actually think that um. I think that having Zion Williamson would make Devin Booker a better player because Devin Booker would be able to become a more efficient player because between Aiton and Williamson moving around down there, mm-hmm. they're like that will create space for him. Yeah. Because now you have like two physical marvels just destroying shit on the baseline, and mm-hmm. Devin Booker has all this room up top to just, to just cook. Yeah. Like, just do what he does. Yeah, to just take shots. Yeah. Like, more than, like, I don't know. I'm like, more <laughs> to be than that, baby like, James Harden, yeah. yeah. Like, more than that, like, I still have a soft spot in my heart for, like, the seven seconds or less sons who got fucking jobbed in the playoffs. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I, like, I want to, like, I would... I don't know. Like I, I, I just have that emotional attachment to an old version of the Suns for a bunch of players who aren't even mm-hmm. in the league anymore. But I want to see that sort that come back, like yeah. this really high-powered, exciting offense from a market that a lot of people don't pay a lot of attention mm-hmm. to. You know, and like. So I guess what you're saying is, the Suns are the basketball Padres. The Sun, actually, the Suns might be the basketball. <laughs> Padres. Just, everything you just described, I'm like, basketball Padres. Yeah. No. The, all right. Well. We solved, our, we solved the question about basketball Padres. Um, I think the funniest one would probably be the Knicks. Because yeah. everything the Knicks has done for have done for years is fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's my pick yeah. for like the most the where I want him to go. Mm-hmm. More than like where I think he should go or like I think would be the best fit. The Knicks because um, what if they get KD? And sure. then so you get this combination of KD, Zion, and and and, and Porzingis, and yeah. I would just like to see how the Knicks ruin that. Yeah, no, like, like I they mean, would it break feels it like somehow. I want. Yeah, of course they are. They're not going to do anything good with it. They're going to fuck it all up one way or another. Like KD's going to wild out and just be an asshole to everyone, or yeah. something like that's going to happen. Somehow and that would be it's going to go really poorly. Like, it would. It would just be nice and fun for me to watch. Just <laughs> someone who just wants to watch a trash fire. Like, I'm just... Apparently, I'm just so miserable. I just want to see everything just go to shit all the time. <laughs> the next would, would be funny because they're obviously going to ruin it. I actually think the Bulls would be... Yeah. The best fit. Because that's going to give him the most room. Like, Laurie Markkinen... Um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. But that yeah. guy... He's, that is a solid, like, stretch small forward, like, shoots from outside, can handle the ball, can work well. And, like, between those two players, like, the potential of that squad will get you a vet. And, uh, I don't know, like, you can probably build from there. Plus, I don't... The Bulls are willing to go look for stuff. Like, they've never shown anything other than a willingness to go compete ever since the Jordan era. Yeah. Like, they have a... There's a certain pride in the Chicago Bulls um, structure that just i don't know for whatever reason i just believe that they want to get it done yeah and zach levine's playing well right now right now isn't he yeah i don't Hopefully. i don't trust that so to maybe. last yeah he is playing he's played incredibly well right now i'm sure that's true but like i just don't trust zach levine okay i mean that I, I don't really either but i mean it's worth noting that he's playing well Fair um and yeah i think the bulls would be the best pick as far as like the league is concerned too I think it would be a good fit for Zion. I mm-hmm. think it would be a good fit for the Bulls, and I think it would be a good fit for the league. No, I think the league wants the Bulls. That's a brand team. The league wants the Bulls back in, in it. Like they don't, they do not want them to be out of it. Like every major, every major sports league wants their major market teams to do well. Like that's mm-hmm. not a that's mm-hmm. that's just the truth of the matter. Like that's what they want. Uh, I like I like the Cavaliers mainly just because. Uh, it would just be nice for them to have something <laughs> after LeBron left. Like, I feel bad that, like, 
all they've got now is Kevin Love and a I bunch know. of elves. I, I do. I actually don't because I do not feel bad for Dan Gilbert. Who okay, can, yeah, like, Dan Gilbert fuck sucks. Right off. Yeah, Dan Gilbert's like, trash. But like, I feel kind of. I bad want the for people Cleveland. of Cleveland to have nice yeah. things. Yeah, like I feel kind of bad for them, but they're like I don't know. Cleveland's also the fan base that's super into Chief Wahoo. Yeah, I kind of don't want to put that on their NBA fans. <laughs> it's like because baseball fans and NBA fans are generally. They don't always share. Yeah, that. they don't. It's yeah. the the Venn diagram is not crossover is yeah, not great. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But still, like I don't know. I I have conflict. My point is, I have conflicted feelings about Cleveland sports fans, mm-hmm. sort of writ large. Yeah. I appreciate. You know, one of one of the best things I saw was the Browns fans. Like, their whole supporter base threw a parade for their 0-16 team (laughs) (laughs) last year, which is hilarious. Like, they're literally marching through downtown in, like, zero-degree weather in February to celebrate Mm -hmm. the fact that the Cleveland Browns went 0-16. Not because they're excited about a draft pick, just because they're like, this is our life. I love it when teams, uh, t- like, have a We Took an L celebration. Mm-hmm. Like, when the Dodgers, this past season, uh, in I think it was their opening series against the Giants, the, they did their uh, National League Champions ring ceremony. They didn't win the World Series. Let me just, <laughs> let me just remind you, they lost the World Series. Uh, um, handily, actually. They, they lost the World Series to the Astros that year. And they came back and had National League Champions ring ceremonies which i they shouldn't even give that shit out first and foremost <laughs> like that shouldn't be a ring i'm sorry baseball you love yourself this a is lot like, this i is think like it's stupid running like you hanging took that there is like nfc north or afc whatever conference they're in afc <laughs> south maybe i think it's the south. afc southwest b yeah <laughs> afc southwest b runner up yeah <laughs> It's, and they hung a banner for that shit. It yeah. was, it was like, like they actually won their division, but still, you don't hang a banner for winning a division. Yeah, like yeah. you don't. Yeah, and 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 the Dodgers did a ring ceremony because they took an L in the World Series, and that to me, I'm just like, oh god, that is fantastically it's shitty. Pristine. And it's fucking pristine. The Dodgers are the team that I hate the most in all of sports. I'm a Giants fan. I hate the Dodgers. They're dumb, except for Jackie Robinson. Wonderful. Yasiel Puig, I also like. I, love, I, I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind that camp either. But you know what? The team and the fans. Fuck them. The organization. Shit. Absolute trash. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much. That's how I feel about the Cowboys. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Fuck. Oh, did you see the? We're uh, out here floating now, aren't yeah, we? We're out here floating. <laughs> we don't see, have so direction anymore. Did you see anymore. the Alex Smith leg thing? Did you actually watch it? No, I did. I I read about I, it on I Twitter, to and then I and then I refused to watch I, it. I can't do that. Yeah, I'm not into that. I love like, Alex Smith. Like that's he's one of my favorite athletes. Well, he was one. He was your guys' QB for like a while. Way too long. Mm-hmm. Way way too long because he didn't deserve this. Yeah. <laughs> it was like he went through. He he was drafted by uh, Mike Nolan in like 2004. Mike Nolan didn't know a fucking thing about quarterbacks. Basically blamed Alex Smith at every chance. Even though Alex Smith was a rookie, he was like, oh, I need coaching. And Mike Nolan's like, I, uh, no, you don't. You should just go throw the ball. Be a quarterback. <laughs> Do that shit. And it's Do like, it was a bad stuff. It was a bad pairing. And then Mike Singletary took over, who basically mirrored Mike Nolan's <laughs> sentiments. did Mike Singletary once, like, take his pants off in front of a meeting? Yeah, yeah. it was it was to somehow, I think, discipline Vernon Davis one way or another. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, this was Vernon Davis-related. I do remember that it was, it, it was he was very mad at Vernon Davis, so he took his pants down at it, it during a press conference. The Mike Singletary era was, like, I think it was, like, two to, like, two and a half seasons, and it was so memorable because it was so dumb. It was just like, you're, the coach is shitting on Alex Smith all the time, blaming him for everything. Yeah. Uh, the defense is playing wonderfully. <laughs> 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 Look, they are the best defense in football. One of the best defenses. And then everything else just goes to shit, and they just take L's all over the place. So then he went... Th- Alex Smith had to endure that. And then when he was finally done... When it was like his contract was up, he's like, "Fuck the 49ers, I'm not coming back. Fuck yous, I hate yous." That's not even how he talks, but that's <laughs> how like, I would talk if I was him. And Jim Harbaugh comes, he, the new coach of the 49ers, Jim Harbaugh is like, "Hey, Alex, uh, why don't you come rejoin the 49ers and uh, let's do this thing?" And he does it, and he he has 
a pretty good little run there for a year and a half until Colin Kaepernick took his job. But deservedly <laughs> so. Actually. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick like, was the better quarterback. Yeah, he like, absolutely he was. was. He's he. I don't think Alex Smith would ever refute that. But it's always his his entire career. That's actually one of my favorite things about Alex Smith is I don't think Alex Smith would ever say that he lost his job undeservedly. Mm -hmm. Like, that dude has been an extremely competent football player his entire career, Mm -hmm. and he's never once shown up and been like, yeah, I'm better than that guy Mm -hmm. if I'm not, if he's not better than that guy. Yeah. He's never shown, like, he's never taken a job away from a guy who's better than him because he's not better than him. Yeah. Like, I don't know I like I yeah. like Alex Smith a lot, yeah. and it bums me out to like see this dude because he's so. Again, neither of, neither Patrick or I have watched this video, but Alex Smith suffered a very gruesome leg break. The second Joe Theismann said that it was exactly like his, I'm like, I've seen that one, and I don't want to watch that again. Well, so, and it no. happened, and it happened literally 33 years to the day yeah. that Joe Theismann's that's fucking injury eerie happened. and weird. Like, as it's hell. really oh god. Like Theismann, like and Theismann was a great college quarterback, but not necessarily a great NFL quarterback. But that shit ended his career. Like mm-hmm. that was it. Like that was the end for Joe Theismann. And I would not be shocked if this is the end for Alex Smith. And that I mean, fucking it, sucks. It probably should be. But also, yeah. Alex Smith's entire career has been overcoming odds when you're not supposed to. That's true. That's like true. when you're not supposed to. Like he wasn't supposed to be a, a quarterback in the NFL after like Mike Nolan and Mike Singletary did what he did to him, what yeah. they did to him, and he went and came out and he went to an NFC Championship in 2011. Yeah, but at um, some point you're he's done. Like... Constantly, yeah, I know. At this point, I don't know, but I think that he has a shot just because Alex Smith is that kind of. He's always game. rebounded. He's always done well, but like at some point you got to be done, right? Like, I don't know. There's been a lot of, like, major injuries in the NFL in recent history. Like, uh, um, Ryan Shazier is, like, is the number one example, which, first of all, it's fucking gross that the NFL keeps propping up the fact that Ryan Shazier can walk now as, like, a success Mm -hmm. story. Um, Because that's not a success story. Yeah. Like, it's the fact, like... Avoiding a severe spinal injury does not make things better. Like, there was a serious question about whether that guy would ever have any kind of quality of life ever again. The league itself wants to sell this as like, see, football's safe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it isn't. Like, it's very clearly not. Like, it's a a miracle that fucking Shazier can walk. Yeah. And I'm, again, like, I'm super happy for him. I guarantee that, like, all the drive that got him into the NFL got him to this place where he can walk again. Mm-hmm. And it's disgusting that that happened. And now everyone's just like, look at how safe sports are. Yeah. They're not. Like, they're not. Like, they're deeply physically taxing football more than any other. Yeah. And, uh... Well, they don't want to let you know that. Or, like, with this stuff with, like, Zach Miller's going through a, a kind of a... a similar thing where it's like oh he could be cleared to run again and it's like he almost had his leg taken off after his injury last season and it was it's like shouldn't we be talking about how fucking dangerous this sport is and but all they all you hear about from like from people is oh how especially last night after this uh after this uh monday night game that went down where it was just a scorer fest it was just a touchdown fest people are saying oh these like NFL safety rules are making it so these offenses can just like whatever score at will, and I'm like, w- why is that a problem? Hold on, time out. Like, First, don't we want to see more touchdowns, yeah, more I exciting shit, and less people time. almost die? Yeah. Like, like, isn't that the goal? Like, you don't want to see someone get absolutely clobbered, and you'd rather see them. I don't know, succeed and do something spectacular. I would rather see something good. Like Cam Chancellor recently retired due to a neck injury. Mm-hmm. Like, he just decided not to be a player anymore. Um, and, like, you know what, man? More power to you. Like, please protect yourself. Yeah. But, and I understand also, and a lot of NFL players have gone on the record saying this exact thing, that, like, they get that what they're doing is risky. They yeah. get that this is a violent game, that they are putting their bodies on the line, that, like, all like all these fucking buzzwords about how this sport works... Well, by the same token, like, we should do what we can to help protect them going forward. Mm-hmm. Like, these guys are suffering for our entertainment. Yeah. Like, 
safety rules shouldn't be seen as a negative is no, what i was trying not, to say it's just like they shouldn't all, they, they shouldn't be put in negative light safety rules shouldn't be looked at as something that is ruining the game it should, they should be something they're prolonging athletes careers that you like to watch this is why Manny and their Machado's lives not, not just their careers spike their lives. dudes in the knee <laughs> <laughs> oh manny uh. Just stop, sp- Quit Manny. I love you. It. Stop like stop kicking yeah. dudes in the knees and the feet. <laughs> like just knock it off, dude. Be cool, my man. <laughs> just be cool, my dude. Yeah. Everything's gonna be fine. But yeah, like it's unless just, you're spiking people in the knees, yeah, then, then it's case, not don't cool. Like, do stop, don't do that anymore. Yeah, like the the fucking backlash against trying to protect the players who play the game that you love. It's gross, dude. Like, how do you, how can you even feel this way? Yeah. Like, how do you even Why get you to this point? Why do you think that your entertainment is more important than, like, the safety of human lives? And just because they're making a million dollars, maybe, maybe, maybe a million Here's some fucking numbers. It doesn't... I got some fucking numbers. The average NFL career is 3.3 years. The average NFL rookie contract is four years long. On your first year, you make $480,000. Not guaranteed. Second mm. year, you make $500,000. Not guaranteed. Mm. Third year, $630,000. Not guaranteed. Fourth year, $700,000 not guaranteed. You can get cut at any point at, in any of those contracts, and they no longer owe you game checks. You're done. The NFL Finished. is bad. Yeah. The NFL like, is bad. It is bad. Like, this is, this is why fucking Le'Veon Bell held out. Like, this is exactly what happened. Like, that dude walked away from $850,000 a week because the money wasn't enough for his talents and for the risk that would be put on mm-hmm. him. Like, he was expected to take 400 touches that year. That's a shitload. That's more than most players in the league. Mm-hmm. Like, that is that is one of... Outside of the quarterback who literally touches the ball every snap, that's the highest use that any single player is going to see. And every single one of those, well, except for the times you run into the end zone clean and free, which doesn't always happen. Yeah, that's rare. It ends with someone smashing you into the ground. You're getting hit every single one of those times. So, why would you not want more? Like, why would you not protect yourself? Like, the NFL... So, the NFL average salary against against the cap is $3.3 million. Except it's not. Like, it's really not. That's super inflated by veterans, veteran contracts, by veteran salaries, like guys who are making, I don't know, 20 to $30 million a year. Which, again, like, that's the upper end. Yeah. Like, that's as high as it goes. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah. You, you remember what I said not about... not making that money. Remember what I said about John Wall's AAV? Yeah. $42.5 million a year. Mm-hmm. And that is fully guaranteed. Yeah. NFL contracts are not guaranteed. Like, a lot of, like, all those, every time you hear someone's like, oh, they signed a $120 million contract, probably, like, 40% of that they're actually going to get. Yeah. Like, they're not making that much money. The median value of an NFL contract is $1.1 million, which, again, you'll notice... Not that, like, against a rookie contract, which most guys never get yeah, out of. If you think about on... all the people making the league minimum, like, it, no one's... Not every player is making $1.1 million, obviously. No, <laughs> like, every, most people are making not the league minimum. Close. Every single dude you see on a punt team or a kick team, yeah. they're not making that. They're making the minimum. And that's the most dangerous shit you can do in the NFL, mm-hmm. is be on special teams and do a kick return, or just a kickoff in general. It's just two squads running at each other. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, hey, let's all a, smash into each other yeah. real hard. Yeah. It's horrifying. Yeah. It's where all the injuries happen. The NFL has, like, tried to fix the kickoff. It's like, it's still the same fucking thing, man. Like, <laughs> it's still two teams running at each other. Well, I don't know. And, like, especially with rookie contracts, because that, like, what I was talking about was the base rookie pay scale. Like, that yeah. 480 to 5.5 to 6.3 to 700. Like, that's the basics. That's what Russell Wilson got paid, actually, was the minimum mm. rookie wage scale. Which is one of the reasons why the Seahawks were able to build the defense that they did. Right. It's because they're paying an all-pro quarterback literal peanuts against mm-hmm. the cap. Um, but... The second a guy gets hurt in those four years, regardless of how good they were, regardless of what they might have accomplished, their 
they're gone. Like, why would you hang on to like why would you hang on to a guy with a serious injury in his past just to prove like just to be like we're loyal? Because actually teams aren't loyal to players. No. Like, there's always there's always an image of like trying to prove that um this player is disloyal to this team, to this fan base, but because the they team, want to protect yeah. themselves and their family and their livelihood. Yeah. Yeah. Because and they're like, bodies. I'm going to go over here and get all the money when this guy was offering me like part of the money, but that guy said I could have all the money, so I want it. Which, legit, like, we, if, I don't know, if you believe, all right, listen up, football fans, because I'm going to get real mad for a second. <laughs> Patrick, am I okay to get real mad for a second? Please do. All right. We get mad at fucking athletes for going and getting all the money in the world that they can possibly grab out of thin air. But we don't get mad at uh, owners for running through profit-sharing arrangements, through like setting up ways for their leagues to succeed that involve everyone sharing of the thing. Basically, we're cool with socialism when billionaires do it. Yeah. And we're not cool with it when the guys who billionaires are supposed to be paying in order to give us the product that allows for that network to succeed want that as well. Like, it's not... This is not fucking okay. This is not fucking cool. Like, we're sitting here letting billionaires help other billionaires make more goddamn money even though they don't fucking deserve it. Like, think about the A's and the little amount yeah. of money they spend on their actual players and the fact that they still take part in all of those revenue-sharing arrangements and... God, oh, I'm just... I'm so fucking pissed. The highest-paid highest paid player currently in the NFL in terms of um, career earnings is Eli Manning. He has made slightly over $200 million. So in order to make $200 billion... He would have to play another, what, 10, 20 year careers yep. in the NFL? Like, does that seem plausible to anyone? Like, I get it. Eli Manning's rich. It's fine. Yeah. But c- compared to the dude who pays nothing? Yeah. God, fuck. And these, like, these, like, <sighs> practice squad players that are also putting their, their, their bodies on the line who aren't getting paid all this money, who are going through traumas that they won't be able to afford when they get kicked off the practice squad and you hear about it on like pro football talk, like on one little like fucking article that is like literally two sentences. So-and-so player gets kicked off practice squad or whatever. Like, yeah. and it's just like, that's it. Yeah. And you're that's just it. like, okay. It's the only thing. And that's what you see, but you don't see that like this person's like knee is blown out. Uh, their head is fucked up. Uh, he's, he has nightmares at night and yeah. he screams and like, you don't see all that, but that's what's going on back there. And it's when you think about shit like that and you watch football on Thursday, just it's kind of horrifying. It's, <laughs> it's kind of horrifying. Like, I don't like know. That you just, you just on any given play, there is a person slowly dying on the field. There are many, many people slowly dying on the field. And it's, and the thing it's is, hard to watch. The, wor- man. the worst part about it is like it's not even the guys who you see necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like it's the the O linemen suffer more than anyone, and you only hear their names if they like something bad happened. Like yeah. if they gave up a sack. Like well, so and so really didn't do his job there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but when they've spent their entire career like literally getting smacked in the head by extremely large strong people like not that they're not large strong people themselves but someone is just punching them in the brain as much as they can mm-hmm. it's, ah, it's, it's gross, gross dude it's fucking gross it's fucking gross man so i'm not watching the nfl this year and I my, my boycott my boycott is like it's so dumb like because it doesn't matter what i do <laughs> but no. it's just it's my thing it's like my what my like miniature protests of oh I'm not going to watch a thing that I've watched my entire life the thing that I've grown up watching the thing that I've been taught to watch that's a stance you took a stance like I don't know I got stuck because you work in an industry where you have to watch football yeah like I don't have a choice football's got to be on TV like I don't but I don't watch football if I don't have to you know it's fucking disturbing I will will say and getting away from it you kind of like look at it after a few weeks and you're like holy shit football's weird dude like <laughs> what a weird like industry like that where like talent isn't necessarily talent 
Like, just these little things where you're just like, it, it just, it, when you look at Tom Brady and someone just goes, oh, he's the GOAT because he won the most rings. And it's like, well, he has a system built around him by one of the greatest coaches ever. Also, it's like, he won a lot of rings, but that doesn't make him the best at what he does. Shouldn't the GOAT actually be the person who is the best at doing their job? So shouldn't the GOAT be Barry Sanders or Jerry Rice or, uh, I don't know, like something like that, maybe? Also, no, it's Tom Brady because he won all these rings. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, I hate the ring. It's like talent is talent. So it's like Trent Dilfer just though all this was totally shit. a better quarterback than Dan Marino. I mean, <laughs> won a Super exactly, Bowl. Yeah, definitely won a Super Bowl. Dan Marino yeah. never did that. Talent evaluation is broken. I guess is what I'm <laughs> trying to say in in the NFL. Like, and it's not it's not just broken like baseball was, and the, where they were just like, oh shucks, we're just dumb and we don't care. Talent evaluation is purposely broken so they can create narratives that they want to create to boost the talent that they want to boost. They want to boost Tom Brady, say he's the best. Yes. He might not be the best. Aaron Rodgers might be better than him. And he might not even be the best at football because they just do one thing. So (laughs) it's like, oh, well, who knows if they're the best at actually doing their job. Whereas Jerry Rice is most definitely the best wide receiver of all time. And I would say the best football player of all time. Right. Barry Sanders, also there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And football has actively tried to devalue certain positions. For money. For money. Yeah. And so that, like, well, you might be the best cornerback of all time, but cornerbacks only make so much money. So Mm -hmm. this is what the franchise tag is about, which, frankly, when the fucking... When the uh, CBA between the NFLPA and the uh, NFL comes up, if they do not stand by eliminating the franchise tag they are failing as a union yeah like that's this is an un like well how do you beat how do you beat such a monster that is the like the players union can't i don't know if they can the fucking and a, the and, fucking referees union did it yeah i like, guess they just strike dude yeah like just don't play Oof. don't play Oof. yeah uh i would hope for one yeah I'm like, it's just, I would like to see a players union win. We haven't seen a players union win since baseball. And we saw what happened the, there. I thought the NBA did pretty good in yeah. the last lockout. But like, the, the, they didn't win like yeah. in the way that the MLB players, the MLBPA won. Yeah, like, the they, MLBPA won. Destroyed that was, yeah. yeah, that was some fucked up shit. That was some, that no, was some, them. that was a Lord of the Rings-esque victory. That was the Battle of Helm's Deep. Right. Just <laughs> doing that shit. You know what's like, bonkers too is like the ML, the MLBPA won and then all the players like actively went out and tried to make themselves better because they're trying to make, like, this is how the steroid <laughs> just, era, this is literally how the steroid era happened. Yeah. Which, <laughs> I have weird feelings about the steroid era. I'm I don't necessarily condone doing drugs, obviously that hurt your body. But I don't care about people who get really caught up on steroids. Like, anyone who's like, oh, Barry Bonds isn't the greatest hit of her all time because he did steroids, and it's just like, no, he still is. That's no, not how de- that works. actually definitely like, was. If doing um, steroids simply just made you the greatest, then why didn't Alex Sanchez become the greatest hitter of all time? He did steroids, but no, he became a dude on the Rays. <laughs> like, so maybe steroids aren't magic um they've never been magic what this they is, do this is clearly a hot take <laughs> no, what, what steroids do is they take a say a sammy sosa who's a solid hitter who can smack doubles into the gap make you an mvp yeah and like now those doubles into the gap some of them sneak over the fence yeah you already had the power to get over the fence but no, some now of those he really has didn't quite yeah. get there now they get there i do like sammy sosa for one specific reason it's because George W. Bush traded him, <laughs> and then he became awesome. So I'm like, yeah, that steroids cool. are lit. Yeah, steroids are <laughs> steroids dope are as hell. Lit. Steroids are dope as hell. Uh, oh, well, it's yeah. just like, if you look at the Mitchell Report, it kind of just gave you a story that everyone was doing steroids, and it was rampant. And I'm glad that, that players are not destroying their bodies with drugs, obviously, anymore. But well, I also like, don't begrudge, thing, I but... don't begrudge, or I don't want to, like, destroy anyone's legacy because they did this. And the league condoned it. Not only did they condone it, they basically endorsed it by they paying let it players. Go until 
the fan base themselves yeah. got upset. Until the ba- Balco scandal happened, and they just decided, like, oh, shit, like, um, steroids are bad, I guess. Uh, we're going to mm-hmm. suspend everyone. Trust me, there's going to be a congressional hearing the about Oli- this. The Olympics and this is were against huge. Also, how the fuck did they, like, that turn into a congressional hearing? Like, because just, America's stupid as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Why are just, we talking about baseball? Just, God. Congress is having hearings about fucking steroids and baseball. Meanwhile, Rafael Parmer is out there being like, I definitely didn't do steroids, my dude. And everyone's like, ooh, strong answer. I like it. Turns out he did. And it doesn't doesn't matter that he did. (laughs) Ken Caminiti did truckloads of steroids. All of it happened. And it's fine. There's no asterisk. You don't need to place an asterisk on that shit. Like, there was the dead ball era, too. And then there was the steroid era where everyone had, like, three dudes that could hit 40. Yeah. Remember, like, remember, <laughs> remember how we didn't used to let people who were brown play baseball? Some of them were really good at baseball. Yeah. This is like, I think this is like kind of like this episode, this Thanksgiving episode is serving as like our kind of like our hard introduction of all the shit that we care about. Because we have, we have talked about really how much mad shit... at least like twice. Oh, I know. Yeah. We've, ta- we've talked about all the leagues. We've talked mm-hmm. about how much we hate them and why we hate them and why also we love it because it's sports and we love sports. Yeah. But also what's problematic about them. We've run the gamut. It's pretty much... This is like our introduction. We're three episodes deep, but this is our intro. Yeah. This is if what it's, this is like what it's this... gonna be like. If you don't like this episode, then I think you're out. Yeah, I don't like I don't if you yeah. if you did not enjoy this and you did like you're just sitting yeah. here like all these guys are wrong about everything. Yeah. Continue fucking, watching UFC yeah, and NASCAR. Yeah, like, fucking, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. You're not gonna enjoy this you're not gonna enjoy this at all. But that being said, good podcast. Good podcast. I liked it. I think we did all right. I quite enjoyed it. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you for listening. Happy Thanksgiving, man. This was was fun. Um, I'm Patrick on the internet. I'm Jake Whipple. Bye, internet. We love you. Happy Thanksgiving. Eat turkey or get the fuck out of here. I'm so fucking sorry, Dwight Howard. We went for 15 minutes on you. You know what, Dwight Howard? I'm I'm, I'm actually not sorry about Dwight Howard. I think think he deserved it. All right. (laughs) Sorry, Dwight Howard.